0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls of all ages, it's Saturday morning, the shorts are up, the mouth guard is in and the oranges are cut. That means it's time for Chris Taylor and HG Nelson to hook into a winning grin on We Was Robbed.
1: Yes, live from Copacabana Beach, where the party never stops, we are in week two (laughs) Uh, The final push here in Rio for what's been um, by far the greatest Olympic Games of all time. It's been an absolute pleasure to be here. I hope you've been enjoying the Games wherever you've been watching, whether it's on the couch at home or uh, here beachside in Rio de Janeiro. Uh, Plenty to talk about as always and here to help me do the talking. It's a very good morning. HG Nelson.
2: Yes, thanks very much, Chris. Uh, We um, begin the show with good news. Australia's got another gold. The Australian medal tally, for those who've been following it, had languished at 10th with 7 gold. Now we've moved up to 8th with 8 gold, 11 uh, silver and 10 bronze. Sadly, some of the big... The big thoughts, golden wise, this morning were in the BMX, and uh, neither, uh, well, none of the Australians have meddled in the BMX. Carol Buchanan came to grief badly; Uh, she she went in as a hot favourite and has dipped out now. In London and Rio, and the boys um, uh, just didn't have a good final run. Where we got a silver so strong early,
1: weren't they? So strong early qualifying rounds.
2: Qualifying rounds excellent. The qualifying rounds couldn't take that form in. A lot of the big names were out in the qualifying round. It's a very uh, prone to upsets the BMX and uh, the other silver we got today if we dud it out in the in the uh, cycling was in Jared Talent's magnificent 50k yes. walk now he's got a gold and a silver for his collection there and the boomers the big news is of course the boomers take on Serbia beginning about now yeah. uh, for they're in a semi if they win they go through to play
1: America in the medal, gold medal match So, uh, certainly plenty uh, going on, plenty to uh, follow along with. We'll be keeping you up to date with the Boomers' uh, campaign as they inch their way towards gold. All that and more coming up this morning on Kindling Kids Radio.
0: Hey, legends, why not go dragon boat racing? Dip an oar in the soup with the We Was Robbed crew. Up front on the stroke, Chris Taylor, and bludging up the back of the barge on the big beats, HG Nelson.
1: It's It's disappointing in the BMX because that's a sport Australians used to own. I think we might have even invented it. I think Nicole Kidman invented BMX. They made a film <laughs> made about a it. Made a film about it. The it was BMX. a biopic, I think, about it, her invention. It was. Uh, it was a beautiful Australian film. It's up there with Picnic at Hanging Rock and, Boy, and, and My Brilliant Career. It's one of the greatest Australian films. And I think Australians invented BMX and we used to be so strong in it. Where did they go wrong last night? Uh, too cool. many bumps? Well, get this. This is got too many bumps. Um, look, this is a multi-million
2: dollar track that's been put down, and it's highly colored Uh and, beautiful colours, aren't they? Yes, and there's some suggestion that, in fact, Carol Buchanan, uh, the track somehow, the colour of the track, hampered her vision in terms of judgment between bumps. Uh, now, Ooh. I'm not sure whether that could be right, a Ooh. sort of colour astigmatism, if that's what you'd call it. So it wasn't as simple as it looked. Uh, no, That I she could jump out and ride. The bumps seem to somehow come and go in her vision. But that doesn't explain why she qualified so well. Well, what colour does she train on? Well, probably she trains on dirt.
1: Yeah. Uh, and, well, this is the problem.
2: Yeah, brown. Now, it's a, this is a sort of highly coloured... Would you call it orange? Not quite
1: orange. It's burnt it's a, sienna. It's really bright. So yeah, it is a sort of um, tartan orange against a blue. Yeah, it's it's one of the most extraordinary coloured. Playing arenas I've ever seen, and colour's been a real issue of these games, hasn't it? And obviously in the diving and the water polo, the colour of the (laughs) the pool of the surface was was an issue. And now in the BMX, so I think in the debrief of Rio, colour's going to be right up there. Is something that organisers are going to have to ask: Did we get it right? Well, and the other thing is, the committee, the BMX committee, will look and think: Well, we
2: we ticked off on this track; no one picked up the problem with the colour.
1: If she's playing on training on dirt. Is that a failing of the coaches to not prep her for all potential colours? Well, the thing about this track is, I think this is a once-a meaning that this is the first time they've ever done this. But were they not prepared, knowing that this was the surface they were oh, going to play? I know. I think
2: they knew that this was the surface. So why, why, why were the
1: Australians it? rehearsing or training on well, that on the colour they were going to have to yeah, compete on? An excellent question. And I think remember in the past,
2: I think we've given out BMX results on this program, yes. and it seemed to me that the Bendigo area had a very strong. Uh, component or interest in BMX, and I'm just wondering if federal funding could be put into the Bendigo area to build a compliant or similar track so as our trainers aren't at an unfair advantage coming into these big meets. Having said that, though, obviously the track uh, was okay for other runners i mean it's a bit hard to say well you know australia it out because of the color of the track because lots of other people have won well, gold obviously but they right? may have
1: trained you know prepared on on the surface of the color that it actually was oh, i know i understand so that, i'm saying uh, in bendigo is it that we need bendigo, to almost need... make not just one track but 12 tracks representing all colors of the spectrum so wow. our players are very our cyclists rather a very au fait with whatever color is thrown at them so if you know because it is it is tricky and picking up different colours and different services when the, it's so quick, so quick. It's a thirty-five-second race.
2: Yeah. Um, very chutty, of course. Yeah. Uh, you know, tats and you know, weird haircuts oh, yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. And Knicknames. then nicknames. Yeah, and they're adults peddling on tiny bikes. It's like a circus. It act. is
1: really. Now the gold medal uh, that has just uh, come our way in Australia. This is an absolute. Uh, uh, from real, the blue. Well, it is a little bit. Though. I don't know if there was much talk about pentathlon. Chloe Esposito uh, in, the women's pont- in the women's pentathlon has taken out gold. And this is very close to our hearts, HG, because we were talking about pentathlon prospects with the uh, chef de Michon, Kitty Chiller. Who is a pentathlete herself. Oh and I think we asked her when she was on the program, what are our chances like in pentathlon? I think she dismissed the idea as a joke. She, I don't think she thought it. We had a chance, and Chloe has stood up to the chef de mission and said no. I think we do have a chance. She's gone out this morning and won gold for Australia. Isn't that
2: fantastic? I I knew we'd get some gold in things where we didn't know who the competition was and how they'd all fall out. That's terrific news, though, because let's face it, pentathlon has been withering on the vine, as far as I can tell, with sports like BMX and beach volleyball taking all the raves. And remember, of course, the pentathlon for the
1: kids at home is a five-discipline competition It's real Olympic sport because, in a way, it's, it's quite easy to be good at one thing. I mean, you know, most people are, are okay at one thing, whether it's the javelin or the swimming. But what's great about the pentathlon and then the decathlon, uh, which is 10 sports in the men's, is you've kind of got to be really good at a lot of the sports, which is the true measure of a great athlete, I think. Now, this will test our knowledge yes. of the pentathlon. The is, five disciplines. I think... Wait there's... a minute.
2: It's based on the idea of what British... I assume British in terms of where the origin of the sports are, on what soldiers needed to be able, at the time of the Napoleonic War, the skills a oh. soldier needed at the time of the Napoleonic so War. So one of the it's sports
1: come... is, can you speak French?
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. Um is it Pistol shooting... Fencing, uh, fencing probably swimming, running,
1: horse and riding. R- horse riding I, think I think there's an equestrian leg.
2: Don't quote me on those. I'd love to see the scores uh, because that's a fantastic result. Now, now you don't do all five of those at once.
1: No, you're not on a horse. Oh well, that
2: would be a, with a gun. Event.
1: Oh well, it would be, and it'd yeah. be a lot more efficient. It's... and it'd be more friendly <laughs> for the American broadcasting time slot and stuff. Just to bung it all five sports at once in half an hour. You start. That's right. Yeah. You start. <laughs> it's yeah. a ten Point race. A. Him, yeah. Yeah.
2: Now look, Alex Watson. I think is the name of the person. He was a
1: heptathlete.
2: Heptathlete. Which was seven. Now, what, oh, what's no, happened to modern know. heptathlete? Oh, I just hope there's a heptathlete lobby out there. Remember he got, in, I always thought he was a pentathlete, but anyway, what he got into trouble with
1: was drinking too much coffee. Coffee. Yes, before
2: events, and had, had to sit Wasn't down. They,
1: they were the clean days where <laughs> people doped with coffee.
0: We are all on the same page, but it's the wobbly page stuck to the bottom of the wobbly boot on We Was Robbed.
1: Is celebrating gold in the females' modern pentathlon this morning. Uh, huge props to Chloe Espostito. It's an interesting one, isn't it? HG. I don't. No one was talking about Chloe yesterday. Um, and there's always, uh, you know, there's always athletes that the media and Jim Wilson in particular uh, really like to talk up. Like I think Cameron McAvoy was one this year. Like guaranteed gold. Uh, I think the, uh, the, uh, the 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 sisters uh
2: Yes,
1: Kate Campbell and uh, Brian Campbell, again, talked up, guaranteed gold. Uh, Of course, disappointment there. No one was talking about Chloe, and lo and behold, she's uh, now going to be talked about for a good 24 hours. We'll then forget about her again tomorrow. But today, she's a national hero. She did it, uh, well, she surprised everyone. Uh, She was coming, now as we mentioned, the pentathlon is five sports. After first three sports, she was only in seventh place, which might explain why Jim Wilson wasn't getting too excited about her uh, this time yesterday. But then the final event, which is probably the best event in the Olympic Games, uh, for the final two legs of the pentathlon, they actually do combine a run and a pistol shoot. It's an extraordinary event, a 3,200 metre run and pistol shooting combined. And, well, Chloe was just so strong with the gun. She literally powered and fired away the rest of the opposition. So she came home very strong. It's an extraordinary sport. And it goes to what we were saying, I guess, and what we've been saying for the last year here on We Was Robbed, the combining sports oh, is maybe the future for Australian success.
2: Mm. Well, look, can I say is now we've got as many gold as we had in London, which was considered our worst games in living memory. Uh, And if we could jag one more gold somehow, we would be obviously better than London and be able to get a fair way back, maybe back into the top five. As it is, we're clinging to eighth with Italy and Netherlands nipping at our heels. Uh, There are a lot of gold medals up for grabs today, though. It's very hard. It might be described in some parts of the world as Super Saturday. Of course, it's Friday on the beach in um, uh, Rio, Uh, and uh, we do have uh, some chances in the Boomers, of course, uh, flickering. And let's not forget, um, Alexander. Sorry. uh, Tops Alexander you know, on the seven and a half million dollar horse uh going for show jumping gold. But mm. that's great though. That is fantastic it's because it's lived in the shade. It's been a boutique sport mainly performed in car parks and uh yeah. in meet sweep underground. underground knock three times and whisper low, that sort yeah. of thing. It's really come out yeah. and stood up. And this is of course now
1: a lot of kids are already talking pentathlon.
2: They are, especially the shooting part. Yeah. And <laughs> look, can I just say this goes to a topic for today is how are we going to fund all of this into the future. It appears to me probably if you looked at value for money then pentathlonism is our best sport. Meaning we've got a gold and as nearly as I can still spent, as nearly as I can tell at the moment, spent nothing on it.
1: Oh no, nothing. I think it's (laughs) self-funded.
0: Convicts and repeat offenders heading off to sport or hanging around the hideout with nothing much on then this is your show. This is We Was Robbed. Were the Olympic Games...
1: HGB more efficient if if it was just the whole thing was just one event. I'm I'm sort of thinking pentathlon style. So all the existing sports that currently are in the Olympic Games, mm-hmm. from synchronized swimming to discus to javelin, diving, to show jumping, water polo. Yeah. So rather than find the best in each of those individual disciplines, just make it one big multi tathlon. I'm oh, not sure what I don't know what the Latin derivative number would be for. Let's mm. say it's 200 events or something, mm. and just find the best of the best, because I think it, it's sort of inefficient at the moment. And we've seen from the crowds in Rio this year, people aren't in, in, particularly interested in attending just a night of athletics. But if you combine athletics and shooting on the same card with Show jumping with a bit of synchronized swimming, then suddenly people in Rio are going, Where where can I get tickets? I know. Look, can I ask, are you suggesting that the same
2: team do all these things?
1: The same so individual athlete. You, s- you find someone who's good at everything.
2: Right. Or, as in the basketball, you have a. Series oh, of I see people the team the bench. sports, you've
1: got, a, you've got an no, issue. No, it's
2: just picking picking a, a team sport which could, uh, you know, it's easy to see that, uh, let's say, um, I don't know, Andrew Bogart could do the 100 metres freestyle. Yeah. So he would be seconded to that briefly while the team's still playing the basketball. I see what you're
1: saying. Yeah, so if you, in, the, in the case of team events, yeah, the, you've got a team... So what's the sport that requires the most amount of players? Uh, well, probably well, football requires a fair few, but that, that may not be the only one. Yeah, it'd be football, basketball, those sort of ones. So you've got a maximum... Let's say each country can field 20 athletes to cover all those What fields. a lovely but idea. But then within that 20, you've got to find individuals who can do... You know the individual hammer throw.
2: <laughs> I'd ride a horse. Yeah. Now, are you worried that when you look at it, that it's slightly unwieldy the Olympic Games now,
1: and they're well, adding at- more
2: sports? I, were we talking about this earlier in the week? We but- were.
1: And and this is this is why I think we need to sort of streamline the games and just make it one event. And and I think it it goes to the funding crisis we mentioned earlier, because at the moment we're having to fund so many different sports. Like just funding gymnastics alone in Australia probably is a few million dollars right there. And you you get very little value for money when you look at the medal tally. Whereas if you just sort of say, okay, it's one event, it's very... The economics, the spreadsheet of that is very clear. It's not a hard ask of the Australian public, each budget time, going, we need to fund sport. There's only one sport. It's the... It's the mega-tathlon, multi- It's the, multi- yeah, it's t- the tathlon. Mega tathlon. and we've got 20 athletes. There's only 20 athletes in Australia. Everyone else is amateur, and they can do it on their sport, on their weekends. They can but play if, hockey if they want if to. If they want but, to, but yeah. no one's looking. Yeah. But there's just 20 athletes who, every four years, do it properly. Is that too extreme? No, I don't
2: think so. I think we're going to have to look at the completely revolutionising our form of fundings. Uh, for instance, um, I know that the British model is a lottery-driven funding model. Uh, oh. meaning that, that people go in and buy lottery tickets and they get $20,000. If they win, they get £20,000 every day for the rest of their lives sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but people do spend a lot of money trying to jag the 20000 per day. I don't know that we have to go that far, but some sort of lottery system. But I'd tweak a little bit so as we had individual lotteries. So as if each you, sport? Each, each sport. So, uh, so as, you,
1: if you're particularly interested in the diving, mm. you go, I want to buy the diving lottery ticket.
2: Correct. Or if you, and that might have a different prize, that might have a Ford Fiesta yeah. as its prize, you know, donated by some or a business.
1: Pull, a pool pony. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: like something
1: on theme, like <laughs> yeah, something aquatic. Right. Yeah, that's yeah. right. That's lovely. And uh, and the little things you have to scratch. Like, I, I'm not oh, well, that familiar and, with scratches, but you could have funny little, like, pikes or little oh, you know, diving-related imagery. Winning,
2: winning wheels, you know, have a lot of... The cycling, you know, something like that. Yeah, Catchy yeah. phrases like that. Yeah. Um, look, I think we have to evolve this thing. Uh, you know, when we started, we thought that each medal would cost us $9 million each. Gee cheap now sadly we haven't got as many as we thought we would mm. so they're up to 11 million dollars each <laughs> now this is getting sort of really weird because yeah. people will eventually complain that maybe the pothole out the front of my house or the school at the end of the street which looks as though it needs new guttering and the kids haven't got enough heating or air conditioning or the hospital locally which has got the roof blown off at last time there was a big storm or something like that needs a roof people will start to shift their gaze around the place and thinks well this is fairly odd use of money in this current time
1: of budget crisis. Uh, or would they HG? I can imagine there's a lot of Australian families out there and go, sure they're guttering out the front's buggered. Sure we don't have a hospital to send our kids to but did you hear we won gold in modern pentathlon?
0: Visit us at kindling.com.au <laughs> We was robbed just two blokes on a stool with yesterday's back pages spread out between them Are you there Skipper?
1: Yes, I certainly am. Chris Taylor and HG Nelson with you here on Kindling this morning. Hope you're having an excellent weekend celebrating that fresh... Aussie Fresh. gold in the uh, the women's modern pentathlon. Coming up shortly, HG, we're going to be talking about orienteering. A non-Olympic sport, but wait, Yeah, but they said that about pentathlon once, and who's <laughs> <laughs> laughing now? Uh, orienteering, it's got a lot of, um, a lot of well, it's, it's something that's played at a junior level. I certainly did it at school quite a bit, where you get your compass out, you're sent out into the wilderness and asked to make your own way back. With nothing but a compass and the, and the sun. Um, it's a fabulous sport. It could be an Olympic sport. We're going to be talking about that coming up soon. Um, very disappointing uh, start to the semi-final for the Boomers. If you're listening to this show live, it's currently 12 to the Boomers to Serbia's twenty four. So, 12-24 to the Boomers, and that's in the second quarter in our semi-final playoff a chance to go into the medal rounds.
2: But they do score quite quickly, don't they, if the Boomers get on a roll? Although, I think they've got a foul against them at the moment, uh, so this may be a chance yeah. for Serbia to go further
1: ahead. We'll keep an eye on that uh, now, as the game progresses. Very disappointing, back. I was just going to say. Uh, we won a gold at the start of this uh, program. since. So, no, that is disappointing. So, the strike rate for Australia, while promising early is now dipped back to traditional levels so we've gone at least 20 minutes without a gold medal That's and, and and when you consider that they're 11 million dollars for one of them eh.
2: look can i just say the winning edge this strategy i think we've talked about it before on the show the winning edge was to fund sports where they thought they would get medals and gold medals yeah meaning swimming and cycling I think I'm right in saying we only got one bronze in cycling. Anna Mears at least uh, got us a, a medal in cycling. No one else saluted in cycling at all. No. And every G- team GB, dare I say it, Every I hate saying it, anyway, every team GB rider got a medal.
1: They're very strong in yeah, cycling. So,
2: so they've done exactly the opposite. Yeah. And they've done two things. They've got the lottery, obviously, um, you know, funneling rivers of gold in their direction. Yes. And they also they've decided to focus on the Olympics. They don't care about world championships. They don't care about medals in the between time, any sort of funny events. They just focus on the Olympics. Put so all
1: their prepare. eggs in the Olympic basket. They
2: aim for the Olympics and then they disappear and they aim for the Olympics again. Well, that's and I interesting. think yeah. that we have to do that as well if we're going to stick with the Olympics as being the main measure.
1: Well, I guess Australia sort of spreads its money around because you know we're obviously very strong in sports like cricket um, I guess rugby union internationally, we're still reasonably strong at rugby league, obviously. So we get little boosts of morale all year round, all, all, all every week, really. Yes. There's always an Australian doing something pretty excellently, wh- excellently at yes. some point in some place in the world at any given time. Whereas England, they only really shine once every four years. That's right. Now. Uh, cricket's
2: an interesting one because as I understand it, there was a fair lobby for cricket to be included in the Sh- Olympic should Games.
1: Should be. A, what, what, on the T24. I was going to say. t Because, yeah, you couldn't have test matches.
2: <laughs> no. Uh, well,
1: you'd have to start
2: now y- for Tokyo.
1: Y- you would. You would. <laughs> now,
2: one thing I was going to say was that it appears that Would England have been the stumbling block here? Uh, That England's season often, well, you know, test season often falls during the Olympic Games. At the moment, I think England's playing Pakistan in a series of matches, test matches. So as they were against it, Hmm. They wanted to keep their test calendar. I mean, it's sort of a typical thing England to do, you know, be stick in the mud and you know yeah. refuse to bow with the winds. But and and of course the BCCI, if that's the Indian one, were gung ho for it. Well, they'd love the, it. They
1: love M- it. Medal opportunity. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what have they got? Hockey. Right. Like yeah.
2: Yeah. Well, steady on the hockey. They haven't gone so. No, well they haven't gone all. so well. No, now. what's happened to subcontinental
1: hockey? hockey? <clears throat> Is that a talking point of Rio? That would be the yeah. talking point. <laughs> Some kind I mean, yeah, of Pakistan. Pakistan so, used to be very strong in that.
2: Pakistan hockey. and India the used to dominate. On. Now, of course, it, Netherlands I mean, and Team GB, dare I say? GB. Yeah, I haven't. I've kept me. is nice. no, I mean, that. you never want to give
1: England too much praise, but um, I think we all assume they do very well in London because no host nation wants to do badly. It's a, it's a bad look. So you always put a lot of investment in when you're hosting the games. But for them to have backed that up in Rio. I mean England they're currently sitting second yeah. on the overall medal tally I yeah. mean that the thought of England coming second in anything <laughs> other than cricket
2: is almost unthinkable it is remarkable they the the breadth of sports that they have uh, success in it's you know obviously uh, you know the, the I think they've got a chance. If they haven't got the hockey goal, they're certainly into the hockey final. And, um, you know, that, that was a, a shock. And, um, mm. you know, they've done do very well historically in things like equestrian events, which costs an absolute fortune. But that seems to me an English sport. Oh, well, they really. were born on horses. Yeah.
1: Um, now, no, I don't think any royals uh, competed this year. No, very disappointing. Now, in well, previous games, we've been we've been privileged. We've been blessed, if I can put it that way, to for a royal to get on a horse and show us what they were born to do. Uh, now, was Harry not available competing schedules with his uh, Afghanistan work what wh- why why haven't we seen Harry or even Kate uh, saddle well, up and uh, show us their stuff in the well, jodhpurs. Remember, of course, Princess Anne thrilled us all with a medal handling handing out at the Sydney Olympics. Oh, she still hands out medals very yeah, well. But she, how long since she's won one herself?
2: No, that's uh, some some time. And of course, Prince Albert of Monaco, speaking of royalty, was at the games and uh, dishing out medals at the pool. Of course, he's very big in bobsleigh, the bobsleigh commu- the world bobsleigh community, mm. uh, where he participated in, uh, at the back end uh, of the sleigh. Uh, or sled for some years. Uh, No, I don't know what's gone wrong there. You would think that the baton passing from one generation to the next generation, I mean, do we have to wait for George, if I've got the right kid's name, to to re-establish the tradition of, you know, royals competing at the Olympics? Of course, the thing's become far more professional in those days. It was amateur hour, really, relative. I don't mean to say that.
1: No, yeah, if you could compete in Royal, it's a knockout. You could compete in at the Olympics.
0: (laughs) Housewreckers, are you doing a tough, Nothing makes housework easier than we was robbed.
1: On Kindling this morning, you're with Chris Taylor and HG Nelson here in Rio celebrating gold in the, uh, the women's modern pentathlon. A fabulous win to Chloe Postito there. And can I just compliment uh, Channel 7 on their coverage? over the last fortnight. It's been absolutely peerless.
2: The only, the only, have you got a favorite in the coverage? I know you mentioned Jim I Wilson, love your big, Jim Wilson. big raps for Jim. Um, there's Mel McLaughlin. And I Very love that. I, I love the handover between Hamish McLaughlin and, McLaughlin, and Mel McLaughlin.
1: The McLaughlin I to McLaughlin.
2: Exactly. Cause I they're, they're think not related
1: and yet it's so seamless. Isn't it?
2: Different spelling too. Is it? And yet I think that's the first time we've had a handover from yeah. McLaughlin to McLaughlin. Um, and here's some highlights we're watching now through the feed here of, um, you know, the modern pentathlon and the shooting which is then combined with running and I think that's our gold medalist passing the line now and obviously overcome by the emotion.
1: But now what people don't quite understand is uh, like when you, when you say it's combined running and shooting I think people immediately conjure up an image of a someone running like a cross country event like a marathon holding a a rifle yeah just sort of taking pot shots at various targets that leap up almost like a video game so suddenly there's a or someone somebody in a doorway bang Bang. Yeah, Yeah, somebody somebody sticks their head out of a car bang a bird up in the sky bang (laughs) Um, unfortunately it's not that um, I think Kitty Chiller has been pushing for to introduce something more in that vein. But it's more like a run, but every now and then, instead of a drink station, you come to a gun station. You pick up a pistol and bang off a few rounds at a target. If you get closest to the uh, the, the bullseye, you win points uh, and so forth. Then you put the pistol down, continue the run. It's, a, it's sort of... It's, it's great. It's, it's in mad. A way. It's great. <laughs> yeah. What if the city to surf last year have been better if there was a gun station... <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's right or even the 50k walk yeah jared talents event uh, yeah. you know to combine that i love the megalathon that you're suggesting though which uh, combines so many of these things all the events all the events yeah. in one huge blast off that may take uh, quite some time and what i like is the crowds if people are watching the channel 7 feet yeah. have you been disappointed with the crowds uh, i thought i've, at the I've games? been
1: bigger than i expected yeah. uh, every now and then i've seen a couple of people in the stand um, now they might be officials, it might just be someone selling cornetos. I don't know. But every now and then you get a glimpse of someone there at the athletic stadium, um, and I think it just—I guess it gives the the event a sense of gravitas if you see there's at least someone who's turned up. Um, I know Rio's—they've uh, been full of excuses for why the the, t- the crowds have been so disappointing. And the, my favourite, I think, that I saw this week was that they—all the people that have bought tickets have been so entertained by the the extra activities going on in the Olympic Village, like the food stalls and the various uh, museums and uh, statues to great athletes, that they, they get so captivated by those they forget to go and actually watch the I events. Now, I can believe that. I believe those ex- ex- exhibits are so bewitching that you could forget what you actually bought your ticket for. I yeah, I mean, do you need anybody in the stadium if there's a, a substantial television audience? and it, Or... Is, is is are we what we actually seen is the great uh, lie they tried to cover up which was that rio was mad keen for these games but the locals in fact aren't very into the Olympics at all and thought the money should have been spent in health, education, crime and that kind of thing and they've stayed away in droves as a protest perhaps. Well look, I think there's there's
2: two competing ideas here. Yeah. I think the Rio people, uh, as we see some vision here, I think of uh, uh, Caroline Buchanan coming off a bike and here's the men's BMX uh, oh, the setting colour. off and, yeah, and no. replay on that track that obviously it changes that colour. changes colour. That's the thing I yeah. failed to remember of course when I wrote it the other day. I did it with a blindfold on just to prove that I could do it. Uh, and the didn't bother me. Now, one of the things is I think there's a difference between enjoying the fact that the games are in Brazil and in Rio in particular and going. Yeah. Uh, As I understand it, the cost of the tickets locally is quite steep. And uh, that uh, people have, uh, give you an idea of the Parlour State of Rio organisation, is that people have come and volunteered because they got the uniform which let them into the, the events and gave them a meal. And as soon as they got the uniform and the meal each day, they nicked off.
1: Oh, they didn't uh, hang around you, for the events. <laughs> that kind speaks to your point, <laughs> yeah. getting
2: captivated by the museum and whatever else is in between right. you and the
1: start game. Yeah.
2: Um One thing, Cedric Dubler, who was our, um, I think, running in the decathlon for us, a young athlete, was surprised how little atmosphere there was in there. Yeah. And given that you're a decathlete and compete mainly in front of nobody, that is a yeah, real right. Rap.
1: Well, it's it's interesting. I mean, the athletics has been particularly poorly attended. Uh, a lot of... Uh, there's been a bit of commentary saying the reason for that also is that r- Brazil traditionally isn't very strong in athletics. They don't really regard it as a top-tier sport the way Australia, Great Britain, America would. Whereas if you look at things like beach volleyball and the football, they that have been quite well attended. Difficult. So we're in sports that Brazil regard as... You know, their premium sports. The crowds haven't been too bad, but then as soon as you get to things like athletics, I think um, I think I've seen in the the basketball, the gymnastics, the cycling, very poor turnouts. And yeah, look, it's it's an issue. The ISC is going to have to address. And what's a good solution for? I mean, there'd be plenty of people out around in the world. Who'd love to be at the Games. Remember in Sydney, you couldn't give away to, Like, you, rather, you, it was impossible to get yeah, a ticket. tickets.
2: Now, this is an ongoing thing. In London, early days in London, they had to get the Army to come in and sit in the seats. Did they? Yeah, they, they were very poorly attended events, especially like the early card might have been their gymnastics was early yeah. on the card. They didn't have anybody at the gymnastics. So the Army came along. And there was a lot of suggestion they'd give tickets away to schools. That didn't seem to happen. Um, of course the olympics is self-to-stage in which is separate to funding of sport that's a completely other thing is an enormously expensive event and so you have to set a ticket
1: price which is you then able to give you some return well, on here's that. here's an idea. Now that we know no one wants to actually attend Watch. these events, why do we need to build stadiums at all? Why don't we just, for in future, for the athletics, just build the track but don't put up any audience tears.
2: Well, the, uh, it, You'd it, save
1: it, money and you'd also save yourself the embarrassment of no one showing up.
2: And it's a television event after all. The BMX, is just a rowdy, sort of chewy sort of tatty, tat-driven sport. Mm. So it does pull that yeah. cool crowd. Uh, same with the beach volleyball, as you point out. But then uh, elsewhere, the gymnastics, maybe you could do it in... Although I think the gymnastics was relatively well attended not too bad and but you could do it in so a tv studio
1: stage mums in gymnastics. Ah, that's e- everywhere true. everywhere like there's, that's true. there's eight-year-old competitors with entourage now <laughs> that's right a driver <laughs> and a lot of
2: tude that's right now the parents involved in the olympics is this does this worry you at all do i know we're talking on kindle and kids radio here but the parents seem to now have more profile than a lot of the athletes yeah uh,
0: I noticed
1: this with uh, the um, Australian discus uh, thrower. Um, I wanna I think his name's Ben. I haven't got quite a, got his Harrodine Ben Harrodine. I miss Ben
2: Harrodine's work. Um,
1: very tight with his father, who's there, and like he almost doesn't even pick up the discus without just you know getting permission from the dad first to say, "Am I got the correct grip, Dad?" You almost you half expect the dad to come out and do the throw with him. Well, of course, there was that lovely outbreak of what I describe as mad dadism with one
2: of the Australian walkers early on, the twenty kilometer walker, who let me think got a medal. Uh, and the dad, of course, uh, didn't realise that he wasn't meant to go on the track and congratulate the son and the cops intervened and all this sort of stuff. He was arrested briefly. Uh, but, you know, obviously there was uh, some concern. I think the dad was the coach, though. Yes. Which is a step closer, obviously, than just yeah. being an interested bystander. Well,
1: it, you always hear in, you know, theatre circles, you know, stage mums. and Ah, oh, that's big uh, in sport. People pushing their children into beauty pageants and that kind of thing. It's much bigger in sport, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Like, you know, when you were watching um, Chloe this morning pick up that pistol. You can't tell me that there wasn't a father just behind her shoulder going, no, put the finger on the trigger this way, That's... vicariously living through his daughter shooting the targets. Well, what an interesting concept that is. Look, I, I just, uh, I'm not sure where
2: this is going to end. As you point out, do the parents have to have their own games? A lot of them are um, obviously fairly good at the sport that they makes sense. Really, the, the the parents are often very good at the sport their yeah, children are involved. Yes, that's yeah. right. They all go swimming, so all of a sudden the kids are really good at swimming. Yeah. They all go pistol shooting, so all of a sudden the kids are really good at pistol shooting. The the and and it's, it seems to be in areas. For instance, most of our shooters come from Northern Victoria, the, the shooting Mansfield. capital
1: of the world. <laughs>
0: That was the Foghorn of football fun on the pirate ship. We was robbed. All aboard!
1: And on Kindling this morning, look, mixed results for the Aussies uh, in Rio this morning. We had a gold, um, a surprise gold, as it's been called by some quarters of the media. It's not one that um, I guess there was much talk about. It wasn't an event many people were talking about. The Women's Modern Pentathlon um, Australia's got up. Uh, we were after the now the pentathlon is five different events. After the first three events, we were in seventh position. This is Chloe Espósito, um, but then she came home so well in the combined running and pistol event that uh, she got up for gold. So that's terrific. But the Boomers in the basketball. Well, a different story. Uh, Not their day, I'm afraid. Um, With only 43 seconds left on the clock, it's Serbia 83, Australia 58. They can't do it. Um, So they'll be going into the playoff against Spain for the fourth medal position, which we've uh, just had a monopoly on for so so many Olympics. Wow, that's one way of putting it. (laughs) They should be playing for bronze and not tin. Now, Uh, we were just hearing about uh, There's uh, the absolute comedy of errors, the mishap with the bike. Uh, the yes. girl whose bike couldn't get uh, to Rio in time for her to compete. It was damaged by baggage handlers. I would have thought one solution to that scenario would be to hire... You know, you get those... Um, hire bikes. You know, those hire bikes. Um, a lot of those cities have where you sort of... I think you can do it by credit card now. You can. And you can sort of... You know, they've got them in Paris. I think they've got them in Melbourne. Melbourne. And they they go pretty well. Um, you put you put your money in the, in the slot. You take your bike away. I think you've got it... Well, I think you can get it for twenty-four hours. Well, I think you can in some instances. And um, why couldn't she have just done that? Like you know,
2: well, she's obviously uh, the familiarisation of the course can be done almost on any bike. Of course, it could. If there was you a can, kid you get who a had a penny farthing and indeed, still climb or, a medal or a local speedwell, um, that's that's uh, could end up with a good news story because that event is until Sunday, uh, and so that's a you know something to look forward to. And then. As time goes on, I'm not sure how much of these sort of things we're going to be able to deal with over the next couple of weeks with the fallout from these Games and where do the Olympic go to next is... Tokyo mm. in 2020 and a local surfer at Marubra Beach um, a chap called Kota Killorn 12 year old is thrilled to bits that surfing's going to be included in the International Olympic Committee schedule of events because he'll get a chance to realise his dream. Pretty good breaks in Tokyo too. They have a number uh, within 40 minutes of the of, of the city of Tokyo I'll work my hardest to try and make it into the team. A long way to go. Uh, plenty of good surfers in front of me he said, uh, the, said the South End board rider. The breaks um, in Japan are regarded some of the popular in the world but the idea of traveling to Tokyo and taking on the spots is exciting for Koda who the, and the opportunity to face the world's best is a huge motivation and of course gold or tin is always available <laughs> And then on the other side of things is that Usain Bolt is coming to
1: Australia. Yes, uh, now, negotiations are underway for a 300 metre race. Have I got that correctly? Oh, that, correct? well, that could, could easily be the case. Have you heard about this? There's the uh, the 400 medal, uh, 400 metre champion, um, whose name briefly eludes me, uh, has laid down the gauntlet, laid a challenge to Usain to meet him halfway. So like the 200 meter specialist in Usain Bolt will take on the 400 specialist in a 300 meter race, which and it's going to be held in Australia, and they're going to give Usain Bolt a million dollars to come out and compete. That's the South African knee worker.
2: that's correct it, yes, yeah well done who won the 400 meters by quite a distance. Mm. That was a surprising result. Uh, interestingly coached, I think, by his grandma. Uh, a seventy-year-old, uh, you know, obviously got these skills and uh, passed them on. Now, look, what's great is that Mark Arbib is in. Who's the AA Ath- Australian Athletics is uh, he? President? Uh, he's is He's the former on... Mark Arbib of the L- Labor, Labor Party? Party. Yes, he's moved on to one higher of the faceless offices. men.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that Bolt's coming. Uh, they've drawn up a heads of agreement uh, between the AA and Bolt's team uh, It's hadn't been signed but as you pointed out a million dollars up for grabs and of course a uh Usain Bolt, very, very familiar with John Steffo Stefferson, a former silver bullet who now is on the board of AA and he's playing a negotiating role to try and get him here. They want blue chip companies to get in the queue and hand out some money. Apparently Seven's interested in, you know, delaying the news to take the 300 metre
1: event. NBC's asked for it to be held at 3am, so it's good for them. The Nitro, as it's called, concept is a brainchild of Mark R. Bibbs. That's a real surprise. <laughs> the Nitro?
2: Yeah, the Nitro. He who took over presidency uh. last year. Determination to make the sport more friendly. And I tell you what, modern pentathlon, that's yeah. going to be part of it. It'll be faster paced, last no more than two hours. wonder why that's the cutoff point. Uh, and only one event will take place well, at a time.
1: I hope the 300 metres will be quicker than three hours. Is what the... <laughs> Is is this? Are they going to kind of T twenty athletics? T twenty athletics, yeah.
2: team based, most likely along country lines. Bolt will represent Jamaica against an Australian team, spearheaded by well Olympic hurdler like Sally Pearson. I'm not sure if that's right still. Mm. Um, it'd be like T uh, twenty. The series will run for a month, and there'll be four events across Australia. Melbourne and Sydney are expected to be venue, uh, you know, key venues. Right. Not sure where else it'll be, but uh, Bolt, a cricket fan, hoping to visit while the uh, cricket's on as well. So that's uh, incredible news.
1: Is he worth the money, HG? A million dollars. Yeah. Is that money well spent by Mark Bibb?
2: Well, he's, um, I think he needs to have um, a loading if he breaks a world record here. Oh. Obviously, he might break the world record in the 300 metres because that's never been run before much. Uh, and so uh, the 300 metres could be the blue riband event of this yeah. Nitro
1: Athletics hit-out. What do you reckon the tipping point would be? Let's say we know Bolt's the strongest over 200 we know the south african what was his name again Neework. Kneework is I think the so. strongest over 400 now Neekirk, let's Neekirk, let's say bolt would probably win at 250 300 yeah. is a real line but like is would bolt win at 290 but the other guy might win at 310 what's the crossover yeah, distance no, it's a where one's stronger than the other look
2: it's science week i think at the moment in australia and it's well, what a perfect better question <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: Yeah. Uh, look, I think that's an excellent question. The thing that would worry me would be, uh, is it a taper for... Obviously, Nick has got another few uh, Olympics, Olympics in, him, in him. And he looks as though he will get the world record if he hadn't got it at the moment. Anyway, uh, so I think that you're looking at the new kid on the block versus the old yeah. top dog. Yeah. And is the top dog being deadly serious about a hit out, you know, over a distance that he's not run much in Australia called Nitro yeah. Athletics?
1: Look, what I'd hate to see... HG, is the legacy of Bolt diminished or or weakened by becoming part of an athletic circus. You know, you see a lot of the great cricketers go to the IPA in India. You're great. like Gilly. uh, I think Ponting might. You know, the old players are still sort of taking money for hitting giggles on an Indian uh, circus uh, circuit. I don't want to see Bolt sort of go out that way. I mean, I know to make money in athletics is tricky. I guess at Bolt's level, sponsorship would probably see him okay. But to be reduced to a sort of dancing monkey (laughs) in events that have just been invented, pulled out of Mark Arbib's... Brain. Brain. (laughs) I wonder what else he's got. I know. It'd be fantastic, like a 50-metre event. Yeah, or 100 metres where there's only one hurdle.
0: (laughs) That very awkward silence is the sound of losing. Seldom heard on We Was Robbed.
1: Where we've just been enjoying the medal ceremony in the women's modern pentathlon, where Australia took gold. Chloe Esposito takes gold for Australia, and it was lovely aged to see um, four people there in the stadium. Uh, for that ceremony, cheering her on.
2: And so many kids across Australia were thinking, Pentathlon, sign me up, how do I get yeah. involved? Which sport Tokyo? do I begin first? Yeah, I tried.
1: Can I start with the shooting <laughs> and
2: work backwards? Now, being uh, looking ahead tonight, of course, the Bledisloe Cup yes. gets underway. Australia uh, v New Zealand. V New Zealand. Big changing of the guard in, uh, say, the All Blacks, described in the paper as a team in transition. They've lost Richard McCord, Dan Carter, Ma Nonu, Conrad Smith and Kevin Milamu, who, uh, who all retired after the World Cup. Uh, well, the, if that's the good news, the bad news is New Zealand have known for quite some time that we're going to lose them all. And uh, now it's back basically to replace them and uh, try and get on the, um, should I put it, you know, get a new team out there that can be as competitive as the old team. I think they had 800 caps, that list of players that I just read out. But right. on the other hand, Australia's banking on mongrel and experience. So there is hope. <laughs> right.
1: There is hope. Well, also a little bit of Philip in this step off the back of the uh, the women's uh, rugby sevens, sevens gold rugby medal. Sevens. So we, where we beat New Zealand in the final. So hopefully some of that confidence can go into our men's 15 squad tonight uh, up against the All Blacks.
2: And Michael Checker might reference uh, our pentathlete our modern pentathlete
1: Well, they'll be doing it for rooms. Chloe. Yeah, they'll be doing it difficult. for Chloe tonight. Yeah, right. In fact, is it too late for her to get, come a, home. get a run? Oh, oh Like, be... uh, who's to say she doesn't have a six-sport up her sleeve? <laughs> indeed, right. indeed. Well, there you have it. Uh, on behalf of HG Nelson and myself, thank you for your company. For another week here on We Was Robbed at Kindling Kids Radio, uh, we wish Australians all the best for their remaining uh, events here at the Rio Games. We'll be back at the same time next week, 8 o'clock next Saturday. We hope we uh, enjoy your company then. In the meantime, have a good weekend. Bye now.
0: That's it for this week, Robbers. The boys will be back next Saturday from 8am. Remember, you can relive all the action by heading to our website, kindling.com.au